thing about tennis, too, guys. There's always a tennis match going on, Dave, around the world. There it's like happy hour. It's just like, there's always tennis. <laughs> All right, let's bring Mick in. Let's make it a happy hour in tennis. Mick likes them both. What's going on, Mick? <laughs> Look at this guy. Well, I was very happy when Karen beat Nick Kyrgios. It was amazing, and he cried again because he had a little sore calf muscle, and he made it all about himself, and he started <laughs> crying to his posse in the box there, and I got sick of ESPN showing all his posse. So I was happy that Karen from Russia beat Nick Kyrgios. Loved it. Yeah, you know, we were talking about Kyrgios, and his, you know, we were trying to give him credit. We got to give him credit for his game improving. And he's less of a tool bag than he used to be, it seems, Mick. But uh, Cam and Dave had a good point the other day. Really, seems like he's only really mature when things are going his way, right? As soon as things don't go his way, then he's, you know, he throws the tantrums again. I thought it was Bush League the other night uh, as well. And he's just a hard guy to like. I mean, you know what I mean? He could be a likable guy. You know, it seems like fans want to like him, but he makes it impossible. He makes it too hard. All right, what's going on, Mickey? You watching the Alouette in the BC Lion game? I don't get it here right now. Uh, Montreal are up 8-3, to three, but I'm not watching. I haven't, got, I haven't got TV down here. But back to Curios, the coach of the Adelaide Crows, Malcolm Blight, did the best rant ever. He said as soon as he saw Curious hit the ball between his legs, he turned the TV off because he knew he wasn't serious. And it's true. He's an absolute clown. It's only the young kids that like him. But, yeah, enough of him. Enough of him. Shouldn't have even bought him up. Um, yeah, how, 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 how do you think he feels about Curious, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, it's uh, One thing about me, it's pretty clear. You know, he comes on with the hat and a nice mustache. It gives you, the, you know, the straight stuff. But he doesn't really hold back much, Gabe. So this is <laughs> – you need to know where you stand. Mick gives it to you straight. I like it. Um, so – Mick, ask him about the CFL. We, we, we need some CFL, don't we? Now let me look at his schedule. I'm going to be back. I'll be back in uh, CFL land on Saturday. So I got to get back in a groove. Big day of college football uh, tomorrow as well. We haven't even gotten to the college uh, yet. But what about the CFL, uh, Mick, uh, this week? What I, are your best bets? Yeah, I think the Bombers will win against those Saskatchewan Rough Rider Watermelon Heads. It's the Banjo Bowl. It's in Winnipeg. I think they'll win, but the Riders might make it close. You know that. They're close games. Bombers are seven and a half, so take them on the money line. And I like the Elks to cover. They play well in Calgary. They nearly beat them. They'll win it within one minute to go. And I was down there. Magnificent sunny day. Great tailgate party. And I even like them to maybe get their first win at home at plus 350 on the money line. So take that as a roughie. And I've got a great Go elk show coming where I kind of do a Calgary versus Edmonton. Bit of a diss on Calgary. Just a little bit. Enough, you know. Um, all the games are Saturday, which is smart of them. Well, unless they're playing tonight, but it's smart of them not to be going head to head with the NFL. So you got a Saturday game at two o'clock, Toronto and Ottawa, Saskatchewan and Winnipeg and Calgary and Edmonton. But the real question is, so what are you rocking? What is that? A, what is it? Peyton Manning Jersey? What do you got there? What's the bra? What right. is it? No. 
You you oh. can have one of these, Gabe. You can have a Von Miller. Von Miller jersey. <laughs> Look at he's that. on the Bills. He's a Buffalo Bill. Uh, Broncos. Broncos. What about the Monday Nighter? I didn't see Adel or the play at plus six and a half. <sighs> I know you it's know, contrarian, but um, I, I agree. It's Monday night home dogs in week one, or it's, it's a money making opportunity. Geno Smith is 19, 13, and one against the spread in his career as a starting quarterback. He's actually got the fourth best active ATS record out of any active quarterback in the NFL. Too many points to be laying in week one. Mick, it's your, your team. I'll throw it to you first. What's your pick? I am a little worried. I think we'll get it done just. But I'm pretty disappointed that Russell Wilson did not even play one snap in the preseason. Seriously, what is that? Hackett the coach. I hope he's not a hack. I hope he ends up being a good coach. But that's a bit weak. He needs the rhythm with the wide receivers. Bit worried he didn't play at all in his first real game in a Broncos jersey is in Seattle. Take him to win. Adam Kaplan with Pharrell likes him to absolutely smash the Seahawks. But this other guy I listened to on the Broncos radio, he's he was saying the same. It might take him a few weeks to get into rhythm. But take him on the money line. I'm confident on that. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I think Seattle, you know, Seattle are fired up for this one, Dave. They got this one circled with Russell Wilson rolling back in on a Monday night. Monday night home dog getting six and a half. And you, you brought up Hackett. Are you, yeah, what are you, you buying into? Uh, you like Denver, Seattle, Dave? Well, I, I like Seattle plus the points in the game. And I don't know, Mick, I got to see Russell Wilson in that orange and that blue and see if his arm is back. Because I saw him last year and thought, man, he looks he looks like, you know, he aged a lot. He wasn't able to throw the ball. I don't know if Denver's going to be able to run the ball. I got more questions about Denver than I do about Seattle. I think Seattle, we know what they are. They're a four or five win team. They're not going to be good. They're not going to stop a lot of teams. They're going to be high scoring games. I don't know if their offense is going to score enough to win a lot of games, but I think they're going to be in a lot of games. So I like Seattle. I got to, I got, I got to see, I got to really see about Denver. Not, uh, not coming on and bashing or anything, Mick. Don't start yelling at me, but I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying plus the, plus the points is not a bad move. That's well, a good point that Mick raised. Listen, you have a new quarterback. Yeah, he's a legend, but you have a new quarterback in a new system with a new team. He didn't play in the preseason at all. Oh, yeah, you have a new coach um, that's also never been a coach before. There's a lot of a lot of things, you know, a lot of there's a lot of moving parts. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of moving parts uh, for, for the Broncos. And then they're going to be dropped on the field. I, I think it's a good point you raised, Dave. Seattle had a terrible camp and all that, but we know what they are. We know what we're getting. <laughs> What did I say? Right, they're going to do this. They're going to do that. We know Denver, and we'll continue this. The, the thing about Hackett, I didn't. I don't. I question the hire. In game live, all access continues. I am Gable Morenci, kicking it. Dave Sharapan in the house. We got Mick Aussie uh, with us down to the final four in the AFL. Uh, but uh, Mick, uh, let's. Uh, we got your algorithms. You got your sheets. You got your print sheets. Your cheat codes. You got everything ready to go. What do you, What do you got for us? What What's Mick Aussie looking at week one of the NFL? I got pieces of paper everywhere. I like a money line multi this week. 
I think there can be some money made on, a, say, a nine-teamer or a four- or five-teamer. So I'll give you my top money line multis, and I'll go slow because you get upset if I go too quick. You ready? We're ready. Okay, money line multis. Ravens, Titans, 49ers, plus one, four, two. And then after that, I like the Colts, the Saints, the Dolphins, the Eagles, the Broncos, and the Chiefs. That's a nine-teamer. We'll wow. pay plus so one, every favorite. Eight, one, zero. <laughs> <laughs> so you like every favorite on a parlay this week. That's what you're saying? Well, yes, but you have to pick your top nine or ten. You don't go... I'm in this. I'm in this aggregate competition. Then that helps me with my money line multis. But the two underdogs, I got to go for a couple of dogs because you know there's going to be some upsets. I like yeah. the Jags to possibly beat those Washington Commanders, and mm. I like the I like the Raiders over the Chargers. More Raider fans will be there. I just trust the Raiders more. Grit against those Surfers Chargers. Well, that could go either way. That could be an absolute ripper of a game as well. I'm not sure if anyone on the Chargers are surfers. Um, <laughs> is Justin Herbert a sur does, uh, surfer? I get your point, though. Uh, Mick, yeah, we get the point. I actually do like uh, the Raiders in that game. Dave, I don't know how you feel. I'm looking more at, um, I think it's a dog weekend. You know what I mean? Like if, in week one, if I can make a strong, you know, if I can make an argument to take the points as opposed to lay, that's what I'll do. And, you know, I'm rolling the dice. It's a leap of faith. Try taking your Pittsburgh Steelers plus six and a half. Yeah, I want them to cover. I'm, I'm a little worried. Uh, first game out with Trubisky, I don't know how many points they score. I think if they can get to 20, they cover. It has a 23-20, 24-20. They can win the game. Exactly. The biggest surprising thing. But I think that's around the number. The one that Mick said that I think is kind of being just put in Maltese, like you like to say, and put in parlays, it just seems like I think it totally dismissing the dog is the Giants of Tennessee. I, I, I don't know if Tennessee wins that game, Mick. That's the one I'm worried about of that first three teams. I like the Giants plus the points. Right? Like, I have so many questions about the Titans. These first couple weeks are all what I like to call education weeks. We were just learning about certain teams. And, I mean, you know, in years past, the first couple weeks of the contest were my worst because I didn't feel like I had enough information. This game, I have so many questions about Tennessee, I cannot believe they're laying five and a half points. I, I just can't. So some respected people that I know and talk to, they're on uh, the Giants. Makes sense to me. But that's the one I'd be worried about, Mick, of that first three-game multi that you gave. That's the one I, I, I'd be worried most about. Which one do you think gets you? Because you gave us all the favorites. So you pick the Jags as the dog winner, the Raiders. But of the games you picked, say, of those first three or even any of the other six, which one are you most nervous about? Oh. Probably the Broncos, I'll be honest. We haven't seen their offense at all, going oh, back oh. to that. But I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident on the Ravens to destroy the Jets. I mean, even yeah. though it's in New York, not, not too worried about that. 
And I think the Dolphins, I mean, the Dolphins play well against New England Patriots, even when the legend Tom Brady was playing. So the Dolphins right. have got a way better all-round team. So fairly confident of that one. And New England got down there five days early. What, are they really worried? They need to acclimatise to the heat down there. But, yeah, Dolphins play the Patriots well. Chiefs, I think, will be angry. They'll be angry like Gabe's Buffalo Bills. So I'm pretty confident they might beat the Cardinals. Oh, Patrick Mahomes, he played so bad in that last quarter. So he'll be pretty angry. But I think it's, uh, I think it's a good weekend to take some of the favourites on a money line. But I'm with you on the Steelers to cover. And the quick talker, George Kurtz, he likes the Steelers to cover as well. <laughs> oh, the, the quick job. talker. Spectacular quick volley going on here. Unbelievable shots. That was shots. amazing. Oh. Both at the net. Like, they were both playing chip shots, like, back and forth. And then Alcaraz smokes one down the baseline and ties it up at six. And now we're going to a tiebreaker in the first set. It's been an epic match, man. Uh, epic matches all week, but we're off to. Looks like we're we're looks like we're in store for another special uh, special night of tennis again this evening. If I was going to play a money line parlay, and let me this is just a little betting one on one for everybody. So, like, if you're playing a two team money line parlay, a good example is like, all right, San Francisco and Baltimore. So always compare and see: should I take a seven point teaser or a six point teaser, or should I do it on the money line? Right, which 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 is the best way to go here, because the math will will often be different. But I think San Francisco will beat Chicago, and I'm not really going crazy with a bunch of money line parlays on Sunday or anything like that. But if the one I would play, I think San Francisco will beat Chicago, and I think Baltimore will beat the Jets. So the money line parlay is minus one thirty four. As far as the other ones, I think they could go either way. You guys, I agree with you both in a sense of the Giants game that. It's one of those deals where, the, you know, we're going to take the Giants and it's going to be like a 24-23 style game. Whoever has the ball last wins type thing happens. Or Derrick Henry's going to run for like 178 yards. I'm going to say, what the hell were we thinking, right? Like trusting the New York yep. Giants. Mm-hmm. I don't think Tennessee, Dave, are, are have this big drop that people think coming. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? I, don't, I think Vrabel is an elite coach. I think Vrabel is that good of a coach. They still, Derrick Henry is healthy. Yeah, they lost some guys on their offensive line, but, you know, I think they can manage that. A.J. Brown helps the Eagles, but I don't think losing, like, a wide receiver devastates them, to be honest. You know, they're a Derrick Henry-led football team. Uh, mm-hmm. Burks is a good player. They bring in uh, Robert Woods as well. That's not really being talked about. Like, I think they have enough. I think Tennessee, like I said, I think they're a nine-win team, a ten-win team still. I don't think the sky has fallen on them. But with that being stated, I think the Giants are going to play well. I think Dable will have them ready to go. I think Daniel Jones, you know, it's thing with Daniel, guys, is he can make plays, but he makes plays for both teams, right? He started 38 games in the NFL, and he's turned the ball over 48 times. It's too many times. So he turns the ball over a lot. But if he can cut down on the turnovers, I think the Giants are in this game, guys. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I, I think you're right. Man, this tennis match has me riveted to my seat. I'm just glued to my seat. Sorry, Gabe. I keep jumping back. As far as Hackett, no, it's all good. Oh, yeah, now tiebreaker. uh, Tiafo's up 2-1. As far as Hackett is concerned, too, I know the story of Nate Hackett pretty well, Mick and Dave. And 
I really, quite frankly, don't really see why he was like a leading contender to get a job like this, candidate or contender. He came from, so his father or whatever was Paul. Okay, so you're a football yep. family. We'll give you that. Um, but he came from Syracuse. So you remember Doug Marone was the head coach of Syracuse before he was the head coach of the Buffalo Bills. So Doug Marone's at Syracuse. Nate Hackett was the offensive coordinator at Syracuse. Not like they had some innovative offense or anything like that. So he gets the Marone gets the job in the NFL with the Bills. He brings Nate Hackett to Buffalo with him as the offensive coordinator. Did a terrible job. All right. Um, then for whatever reason, he brought him to Jacksonville. All right. Was Jacksonville's success was all on their defense. Their offense was a joke, if you remember. Right? Like it's not like so I don't get it. It's not like he's some offensive guru or anything like that. So he's the OC with the Bills when the Bills sucked. He was the OC with the Jags. Uh, he was a Marone guy. Then he ends up as the quarterback coach of the Green Bay Packers. Like, yeah, yeah, like you coached Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's Matt LaFleur's offense. So it's not like he ran the Packers offense either. He was just there. And somehow now he's the head coach. He's got to run the room. He's got to handle timeouts. He's got to handle the pressure of, like, you know, bad calls and – I don't know. Like I said, I don't. It seemed like a strange hire to me. Basically, I don't know. I guess you want to keep Russell Wilson happy, but one of the reasons Wilson wanted out of Seattle because of the terrible play calling, and now he he finds himself with Nate Hackett, which I find to be strange. Like Nate Hackett's not Matt Lafleur. I guess that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> right, right. Or Sean McVay, yeah. or or Sean yep. McVay for that matter. But we got to get to some college football. So before we get Let's Mick out of here, Mick. Let's get the AFL picks down to the final four. What do you got for us? Well, massive upset last night. The reigning premiers, the Melbourne Demons, two and out. They are done. The Brisbane Lions beat them as 24-point underdog, one by 13. So the game that's left is the Fremantle Dockers versus the Collywobble Magpies at the MCG. The Collywobbles are 10.5-point favourite. I think they'll get it done. So take them on 1 to 39 points. It's better than the money line. It's minus 105. But take the Dockers to maybe cover because the Magpies only win just normally. So it should be a good one. Home field advantage again. Probably the Magpies. And then the Swans and the Cats are already ready for next week. So five teams left. There'll be four left after tonight. Yeah, G Long's minus 334 favorite. So I see Collingwood is minus 186, but I like that. So you like that, Dave? The winning margin, not in this, not one to six, one to 39. <laughs> Sounds like it's a lot, but um, I like it as well. It's minus 105 as opposed to laying the minus 186. I don't think they're going to win by 40 points in a playoff game. So I like that pick, Mick. I'm going to play it myself. Uh, I'll play Collingwood uh, to win uh, the winning margin one to 39 all right mick great stuff uh great stuff this week going to the football game tomorrow night i guess oh absolutely calgary tailgate was great we got a tailgate going here it's not as big but it's going to be a beautiful warm night so it should be fantastic a lot of fun and i reckon the elks might get it done i hope so anyway man still they still haven't won since they're called the elks at home i can't believe that it's not going to be they easy lost, to Calgary. Either. Wait, they lost the game on, on Labor Day? They lost that game on Monday? Yeah. Against Calgary? They did? But they covered. They covered.
They have covered. Yeah, they, they, they're they're better on the road though. Like they just are. <laughs> they cover on the road all the time, and they've they've won their games that they've won on the road, and at home, for the most part, they've been rolled. Like things just go horribly for them. Uh, at home, uh, getting double digits tomorrow. Mick, enjoy the game. Great stuff tonight. Thanks for joining us, Mick. All right, awesome. NFL's here. Love it. See you later. Have a good weekend. All right, good job, Mick. Thank you very much. Here's Mick Gossie uh, with us. NFL is back. CFL going all right. Calgary versus Edmonton. Hi, I'm Mick Gossie, your geography teacher. Well, this Saturday night is the rematch of the Battle of Alberta. Ah, it is the Calgary Stampede as the horses at the Edmonton Alps. Who needs horses anyway? Not me. We have cars these days. Who has the better stadium? Well, there's McMahon Stadium in Calgary. Oh, it's sunny and they have a great tailgate party. But we have the big Commonwealth Stadium where there's better food, more variety of beer and cheaper beer as well. Edmonton win better stadium. Who has the better arena? There's the Saddle Dome. Oh, it's getting old in Calgary. And look, the $483.5 million spaceship landed here several years ago. Oh, they don't like that. That hits to the heart down there in Calgary. Who is closer to the magnificent Rocky Mountains? Yeah, I'll give Calgary that one. What is better, the Calgary Stampede with the rodeo and the chuck wagons or K-Days? I'll give Calgary that one. So we're too old. Stanley Cups, NHL, the Calgary Flames have one, the Edmonton Oilers have five. Oh, and there's Wayne the genius Gretzky holding up the Stanley Cup. Edmonton win that one. Who has more CFL Grey Cups? The Stampeders with eight, or Edmonton with 14. And look, there's Odell Willis holding up the Grey Cup in 2015. So in my pick six, Edmonton win four to two. And they call Calgary the Cowtown. That's a bit rough. So I went on the Google machine and look, there's cows in Calgary, seriously. So hope you can now go to Go Elks and enter the pick six competition and come here Saturday night for a great game and a great time. Now in its third year, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. And I'm absolutely thrilled to uh, have Mick coming on with me. So why don't we go ahead and jump into my chat with Mick. All right. Hey, hey Mick, welcome back to the podcast, sir. How are you doing? Yeah, good, mate. It's been a few crazy days. Went to Calgary for the CFL Elks versus Stampede game. That was fantastic, beautiful day. And did the Go Elks show yesterday and caught up on all the AFL podcasts and news today. And, of course, NFL. So it's all go. My three favorite sports all happening right yes, now. Yes, yes. And, and, uh, and as we're recording this, the uh... – the, I think it's the Rams and Buffalo who are playing this evening. They're getting ready to start out um, here in just a few minutes. I think they're playing out at, at uh, they're playing in Los Angeles. And I can't keep track of the stadium names. I think it's SoFi Stadium, but I, I don't know. It's whoever decided to write the biggest check for the building. Because I know that the one in, where they're playing the Super Bowl in Phoenix has changed names to State Farm Insurance, one, which means my rates are going up. 
to pay for naming rights. I never went to the University of Phoenix, but I do have State Farm Insurance, so I know I'm paying more for that. But uh, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, you know, for those of you that didn't listen, I did put out my uh, NFL preview episode. I don't spend a lot of time talking about the NFL on here because I like to devote it to footy, but I know so many of you are also NFL fans. I actually traded a couple notes with Tom Duday on, on Twitter <laughs> this morning. His top seven in the, uh, in the AFC and mine, we had all the same teams in a little bit of a different order. And he had one difference on his than I had with mine in the NFC. And, uh, but, you know, it's, uh, and I didn't, I'll just go ahead and say, if you haven't listened yet, I did not have my Browns making the playoffs this year and as much as it pains me. But uh, before we jump in and talk about the, the, the games from last week and then the, the two games coming up this week, you've got something going on with, with your former club. And I had them as a, uh, as a uh, club of the episode a while back, actually when you were on the podcast initially, the South Gawler Lions. And what is going on with them, sir? Well, as you know, very similar jersey to the your Geelong Cats. The blue is not as dark, but that's the 92 flag jersey we had. They've changed their style now, but they won the premiership last year. But get this. Well, they're back into the grand final um, next weekend. But last year in the grand final, I started watching it on a Friday night. This is true. They were down 57 to nothing just before halftime. I was so disgusted. I turned it off, went to bed, woke up in the morning, and they had won from 57 to nothing. And the coach of the other team is the ex-Crows, Andrew Jarman, the radio guy. Uh And I couldn't believe it. So it ended a big drought since 1993 but a very successful club won as many many premierships in the top three or four in australia so they might go back to back in the brosolite and gawler south australia so so do you think that the uh you think that the dockers took some tips from them last week because i'll be honest (laughs) with you watching that game i i thought i thought well they're done i don't uh i didn't, you know the, the weather held off so i that that as i said if, if the weather holds off i think Fremantle was going to win it but my goodness did they come out laying an absolute egg at the outset of that game last week yeah well a lot of it would have been nerves absolutely in oh, front of the big too. crowd first yeah. time the dockers have been back in the finals for quite a few years but quickly back to gola south they knew they were fitter than williston but to come back from that, that, that is just absolutely bizarre. But good on the Dockers getting the win. I'm glad for them. And, uh, yeah, it was yeah. kind of crazy game, really. That's a nine, that's a nine and a half goal deficit that they overcame. That, that's, yeah. called, uh, that's math. I just did math right there. So, you know, write that down. It's the uh, 8th of, uh, of September. I just did math. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we had one other, you know, you know, the games this weekend, of course, you know, being a, uh, you know, a cat supporter, I was, I was pretty pleased with the results. Um, it was a little bit of a nail biter. And I know if you're a Richmond supporter, you're not too terribly thrilled with the arc system. You know, Dimas certainly is not. I think, I think, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let, quiet down for just a second. <laughs> yeah. He just complained about it again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I, I honestly think, you know, in, in the, the seven years that I've been watching the game, and you, you, I can't think of a better weekend of football ever. I mean, this was these, you know, yes, the Dockers, you know, got down by a large margin, 
but the fact that they came back and won that thing just was kind of the icing on the cake for, I think, you know, one of the most exciting weekends of all time. I mean, you had, you know, Sydney kind of ran away from Melbourne a little bit, but you know, you had a, a two point game with Richmond and Brisbane, you know, six point game with the, the pies and the, the cats and Fremantle, you know, eventually got up by a couple of goals on the Bulldogs. So. Yeah, that, they were they were fantastic. Really enjoyed the Brisbane win, and uh, most people believe they got that decision right that it would have touched mm -hmm. the extended goalpost. Love the Sydney win over the Demons. That was great. And then of course the Collingwood game against you guys. Wow, that that could have gone either way. So you yes, guys got have. a little bit lucky, but really really good footy. It, it definitely could have gone either way. And, uh, you know, it was that, dare I say, it was that, it's a good thing it was a Cats home game. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah, good thing it was a Cats home game. Oh, I, I brought that up again, didn't I? Sorry about that. Uh, so, you know, we, you mentioned something to me, and I, and I knew that he had said it, but it didn't, it didn't dawn on me to, to bring it up. But uh, one of your friends, who is, you know, who I had on the podcast back in episode 131. He previewed one of the 18 clubs this year. And again, I had somebody on for every club except the Tigers. And I'm hoping to do the Tigers first next year. Uh, but this was Chris Freeman, who, uh, who happened to be in Canada at the time when I recorded this. But he said something that you and I both were like, no way, it's not happening. Are they going to drug test him before he gets on the flight to go home? <laughs> And what did he say? Because, you know, you reminded me about this, you know, earlier today, and I thought we should go ahead and bring this up. Well, as we know, Collingwood came 17th last year, yeah. and they appointed the new coach, Craig McRae, from South, he's a South Australian, and Fremo said they were going to make the eight, and I kind of chuckled at that, and I think you did a little bit as well. So yeah, I didn't think it would happen. Great call from my former coach, mate, uh, playing mate in Burnaby. Very you know what, good though? call. You know what, though? On a technicality, we could say he was only half right because they didn't make the eight. They made the four. Yeah, even better. <laughs> so yeah. we're not going to give him, we're going to give him partial credit on that one there. <laughs> so, you know, I, uh, as I was reading through some news stories uh, today as well, and I, I was over on zerohanger.com and I ran across uh, Ed Carmine's piece. It was posted a little bit earlier today. And he's reporting that, that Dustin Martin has told the Tigers that he plans on returning to the Tigers for at least the next two years. And he said that, uh, he said, however, as reported by Sam McClure on Sports Day Radio on Thursday evening, the three-time premiership and triple Norm Smith wetter uh, has reportedly told the Richmond Power Brokers that his heart and future remain at Punt Road. So if anybody else is hoping to bring in that dynamic guy, Sounds like he's staying home. Well, I'm a bit like you. You're not admitting it, but I can tell you're not a Tigers fan. I'm not a Tigers fan. And, you know, they're whining too much about that missed goal, the arc. But that said, I do like it when a legend of a team finishes his career at that team. Mm -hmm. So for that reason, mainly good on Tigers. They're a close-knit club. Neil yes, Baum, the guy in charge, is a legend. So good on Dusty. Glad he's actually staying there, even though I don't like that black and yellow mob. Yeah, I'm in, and I'm, uh, and by the way, I, I should say, you know, that, uh, you know, 
if you listen to my preview, I am a Browns fan, but I was not kind to the Browns in the episode. But Mick has been trying to recruit me and is wearing his, I think that's a Romanowski jersey, if I'm not mistaken. Von Miller. Oh, that's a Von Miller. But I think Romanowski wore that number too, did he not? Or did he wore 59? I should know that. 56, I think he wore 59. Because you've yeah. met him before. Yes, I you know, have. And, I, and you know what? I knew it was Von Miller because it couldn't have been Romanowski because it didn't have spit on the front of it. Uh, <laughs> he, he had a tendency of spitting on players from time to time. Oh, uh, yeah. So, but I know you, I know you've met him before. So it was, uh, you know, um, but he's wearing that to just, get, you know, and I, and I had to show Mick uh, the stuff about the 1980s. Yeah. He's got his coffee mug as well um, about the heartbreak that the Browns had at the hands of the, uh, the, the Broncos. Now, did you go back and look at any of that stuff at all? No, not yet. I will. Okay. I love you, watching you the have to, stuff. Because once you look at that stuff, you're going to understand why, why I I will have nothing to do with the Broncos. Okay, <laughs> and that's that's uh, it, it's never going to happen. I'll, you know what? You know what? I stand corrected. If somebody said that I had to, I if I couldn't support any other team in the league, and they said I had to support either the the Broncos or the Ravens, I despise the Ravens even more. So I would be donning the blue and orange. Okay, so are you are you leading into this because you finally admit you don't like the Richmond Tigers? Is that why you went this way? No, no, no. I'm just just talking about the jersey. I no, I mm-hmm. I don't dislike any club because like okay. I said I don't I don't have that in my DNA. In fact, I'm wearing a yellow shirt tonight here. Okay, um, but uh, no, I, well, I I don't dislike it, but I just I just and it never really registered with me. And again, this is me being the, the new person in the game. It's only been following it for a while. And I guess it never clicked with me that if the, the ball going directly over top of the goal, if the goal was, a, if the post was a foot higher, it would have hit the post. See that never really, I mean, and I, I know that, but I didn't let that register in my brain. I, I know that if it hits the post, it's a point. Right. I get it, but it's, it just, it, that didn't dawn on me at the, at the time. Um, and even it, until you said that it went directly over the top of the post, I'm thinking, well, yeah, that would be a point. And I was like, holy shit, it would be just a point, wouldn't it? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Well, talking about talk while we're on the subject of mucking up, I mucked up. Look at this. I got a new phone, and the uh, girlfriend says, "What color phone cover do you want? Do you want something different instead of black? Do you want blue?" I said, "Yeah, I'll take blue." Well, I didn't realize it was teal blue. This is Port Adelaide Power Papsmere's colours. I couldn't believe I did it. Black and teal blue on my new phone. So every day now I'm reminded of Port Adelaide Power. So I'm going to have to swap and get a new phone case. Let me, let me ask you a question. What Have you searched on online? To, do, do they, and I don't know this, but do they make club-specific phone cases for the AFL? I've never seen one, but I, I, I mean, I, I would think that they would always try to, to capitalize on bringing every dollar they could. So I don't see why they wouldn't have that sort of thing. No, I'm not sure, actually. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that may be something worth looking for then to find out. But, uh, you know, yeah, so Dusty's sticking around. I, I think that's good for that club. And I, I think, you know, if he's back healthy next year, Jack Rewald has, has signed on for at least one mm-hmm. more year. You know, Tom Lynch will probably be healthy. Trent Caution signed on for another year as well this week. You know, it's like they're, it's like, uh, they're, you know, the, the old saying, they're getting the band back together from the Blues Brothers. Uh, and, you know, they may be a step slower, but they, they brought in, they blooded some young kids this year. So I, I 
I still think that's a club that, that could definitely and probably will contend for a spot in the eight even next year. Yeah, I think you're right. I was a little surprised that uh, Trent Cotchin went on. He's been a bit down, but hey, yeah. maybe he had some injuries and they think he can go another year. Well, or, or maybe they look at, uh, you know, possibly moving him into a position that doesn't require quite as much physicality and stamina as he has had to have playing in the midfield. Maybe they, they move him around on the ground a little bit more, kind of like what the Magpies did with uh, Scott Pendlebury. Yeah. Well, it could happen. Could happen. I, think we've, I think we've spent enough time no, on the team. Yeah, I know. But, got you know, beaten. They got beaten. I yes, they did. They did. Reconfirmed. Yes. They yes, got they did. beaten. That's right. <laughs> So, you know, the, the one the one other little bit of good news that I that I saw that was kind of interesting was uh, the McCartan brothers both signed extensions with the Swans uh, in the last couple of days. Uh, Tommy McCartan signed on for another four years, which will see him with Sydney through 2027. And Patty McCartan, who'd been out of the game, signed on for two more years, which is going to take him through 2024. I think, it two, I think it was two years. He might have signed on for one more year that's taking him through 2024. So, I mean, I'm glad to see that he's made it through the season thus far healthy because i know he's had a serious issue with concussions in his in his short career so i'm i'm thrilled to see that he's uh that he's doing all right uh, but it's just um it's nice to see clubs being able to retain the players that they want to retain you know and especially clubs that are you know not necessarily um melbourne based clubs because you know a lot of, a lot of those players will want to you know head maybe back to their home state at some point in time yeah, absolutely. And Sydney's been known for quite a few years now to be a very well-run club. So that's good news. And cool, I'm liking their chances definitely to make the grand final with that yeah. home field next week. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, every, every, well, I, I don't even think I'm going to bring it up. I, I don't think I'm going to mention that, you know, every every club except the team that actually won the the minor premiership will be playing a a home game in the finals. Um, I'm not going to bring that up though. So, you know, I have to ask you this because I, I just, I don't know what's going on there, but what is happening with Essendon? I mean, this is, it's, it's it has it become a clown show? You know, um, Ross Lyon has now said, you know, cause a lot of people thought that he was going to be the next guy they were going to go after for the position of, uh, of senior coach. And he's now said, you know what? I don't even want to be involved in the, the process of figuring out who you want, uh, which sounds like it means he doesn't even want to consider himself for that. You know, people are saying Leon Cameron might be the guy for the job, but there are other people who are advocating, you know, bringing back James Hurd. Now he left the club before I started following the game. So you have a little bit more insight on this, but didn't he leave, you know, when the, when the club was under a pretty significant dark cloud? Oh, absolutely. One of the best players of all time, the, Great forward player, then took over from Kevin Sheedy directly, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then, yes, there was, uh, they went, they got off to a huge, great start one season. People thought, what's going on here? So, yeah, they got in a lot of trouble with uh, drugs, so forth. No one still really knows exactly what they were putting in their system. And some people still believe it wasn't illegal. Well, I made my mind up when I heard that they were getting injected with needles. Uh -huh. That was enough for me to say, yeah, this is not too good. So okay. he was uh, run off the AFL, you know, put some 
sanctions on the bombers and pretty massive story actually in the history of the whole AFL VFL. So not good. Kevin Sheedy apparently pushing for James Hurd to get uh-huh. back there, but no, nah, I, I think it would be absolutely ludicrous. It would tear the club even more apart because half of their fans might want him. The other half would say, no way. So I hope it doesn't happen. They were my favorite team before the Crows came in. Yeah. I just, I just wonder, I, I remember a, a comedian and it's, it's, it's a similar thing. I remember a comedian here, seeing a comic years ago, you know, talking about how, you know, um, men and women who had been previously married get divorced and then get married to one another again. And, and the, the analogy he was making, it's like, you know, going to the refrigerator and getting the carton of milk out of the fridge and opening it up and going, Ooh, that's spoiled. Let me put it back in the fridge. Maybe it'll be fresh tomorrow. Uh, I mean, I mean it's, a, it's, a, it's like, you know, and, and, and you may not know this, but the, the, the New York Yankees, the baseball team, uh, there was a guy by the name of Billy Martin, and Billy Martin managed uh, from the nineteen, you know, the late sixties into the seventies, and even into the eighties. But he managed the Detroit Tigers, the Texas Rangers, the Oakland A's when they won a couple World Series. But he was hired and fired as the manager of the New York Yankees by House or by uh, George Steinbrenner. Not once, not twice, but five different times. He hired him, fired him, hired him, fired him five wow. times. Wow! Is this is is this you know? heard strategy coming in thinking hey look what happened for, with billy martin it worked for him maybe i can get another shot and again i'm not taking a shot at, at james heard because again i don't know the whole story there but i'm just wondering if if you know he might be the right name for the job but is he the best guy for the job there's another um person i've heard he's an assistant with uh melbourne right now it's uh his first name is adem and i think his last name is like yza Yes, uh, Adam Adam Uze. They reckon yes, he. They yeah. thought he was going to get the uh, GWS job, I yeah. believe. So his name's been. I've, I've seen being his name spread around, but basically they're that. they're in a mess. Essendon's in a mess when you got their committee and CEOs and whatever all arguing and fighting. Well, then people don't want to go there. And Ross Lyons said, "No, this is a mess." But you know what? Ross Lyons a bit too defensive for my liking. But hey, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I just, like I said, I just don't know what's going to, what's going to be going on there, but you know, we're, we've got, uh, we've got two, we've got two games this weekend. Um, you know, two clubs getting a second chance to play uh, in the, uh, the final round before the finals. And it's just, uh, and, you know, two clubs who have, uh, you know, are whose backs are against the wall again if you lose here you're done but um i reached out to some folks and got some some thoughts on them in terms of what they were thinking uh about the games and i'll and i'll kind of work those in as we, as we go along here but you know the first game uh you've got brisbane heading off to the mcg and they are facing off against the melbourne demons and i'm pre- i'm pretty excited about it it's uh i'll watch probably the first half of the game tomorrow and then have to uh, to watch the rest of it during my my lunch period tomorrow because my I have a staff meeting in the morning and then my kids will be in my room and uh, well although they did get to see the uh, they get the, uh, my first period class did get to see the end of the um, Brisbane and Tigers game last week they got the, the last they a lot of them showed up early so like the, it it carried over like three minutes into my class 
at the outset of the period after you know, as, they, as they were doing the announcement. So I turned the volume down and I'm sitting, I'm in the back of the room while the announcements are going on. And I, and I'm just, and I'm, and I'm pounding on the table in the back room and like, all right. Yeah. And again, this is, yeah, this is me. I'm, I'm all, I'm, I'm worried about the tigers. The tigers scare me because it's those damn Pittsburgh colors. Okay. It, I've been, it's, you know, it's, I've just, I've been conditioned to not like the black and yellow. It's just, it's, uh, yeah, I respect them. I just don't, I don't, I don't like the Steelers. I don't dislike the Tigers. I'm just afraid of them because they won three out of the, you know, three out of the, uh, the seven grand finals that have taken place since I've been watching the game or three out of the six. So I, I worry about them. So now that they're not there, I'm thinking, okay, somebody else has got a shot now. So yeah, that's just, that's just kind of where my thoughts were there. So I, uh, I think it's going to be a, a, a fun, fun weekend. And, you know, the cats and the swans are going to sit by and just wait to see who's coming up next. Hopefully everybody gets healthy for both of those sides and everybody comes out healthy this weekend. So whoever plays in the prelims, we have, you know, a couple fantastic games. But we're just a few weeks away from the grand final happening. Yeah, absolutely. And the week off for the cats and the swans is huge. Right now, the Cats are favoured to win the grand final at $2.50. Swans are second at $3.20. Then the D's at $5. Magpies, Dockers, Lions. So they're the odds for the grand final winner. And I really think it might be the Swans and the Cats. Although the Cats might have had a bit too much time off. You don't know. Well... I don't know. You know, they're so old. It gives them a chance to sleep in, you know, get outside, <laughs> play, you know, play, you know, do a little lawn bowling, you know, possibly head down to the pond and do a little fishing before they have to, you know, and, uh, you know, get, get, get to the restaurant for the early bird special, you know, at four 30 for dinner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Mick, where can people find you, sir? All right. Uh, Mick Aussie, M Y K A U S S I E dot TV and Twitter. Twitter as well. I'm on a lot of that. And Sports Grid TV tomorrow night about 8 20 Eastern. Sportsgrid.com and spot type in Sports Grid on YouTube. But many options. Sirius Channel 159 as well. And we talk AFL, mm-hmm. NFL, and CFL. And so once once the uh, the AFL season wraps up, you you transition over to exclusively CFL, NFL then, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Gabe's a massive NFL guy, and as you know, it's the biggest sport in America. He's actually at the game now. He's he's a big Bills fan, so he's he's been in Vegas and then L.A., so he's right there right now. And uh, He's he's from Montreal, is he not? Yeah, he's from Montreal. Yeah, he played. makes sense if he's a Bills fan. That's kind of close to there. Yeah, he paid four fifty US for a ticket. I said, "Why didn't you get a medium? Why didn't you get a media pass?" So he's uh, he's a bit hopeless with money, but we love him. He's crazy. Well, you know what? Look at the bright side. Look at the bright side. Those four hundred and fifty dollars are not ones that he's going to put down on a bet that that later on you go back and say, "Boy, I wish I hadn't told him that." Because <laughs> I, I know you said you said that once this year, where he he kind of you know there was the one that he. would put something on where you're like, oh, that was not a good one. Uh, (laughs) You know, he admits he's got a problem. That's all right. He calls himself a degenerate gambler, and he's probably on over $100,000 a year in his job, and that's his job, giving sports picks. So 
as long as he's happy, it's all good. But yeah, be yeah. careful betting. <laughs> as long as yeah, and you know, have fun with it. You'll definitely be very, very responsible with it. You know, yeah. it's uh yeah, I, I we're starting to see more and more uh wagering ads showing up on television here in the US. They're starting mm -hmm. to creep in a little bit more. You know, they're all over, as we know, they're all over on the, the AFL commercials and such during the games, but uh and even during the, the television broadcast as well. But hey, um, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. I hope the weather has cooled down a little bit for you because I know it was really toasty the last time we spoke. Yeah, it has. The cool changes come in. But yeah, that was a tough stretch up to 30, 35 for two weeks straight. And it felt like 40 up here, but that's over 100, your Fahrenheit language. Yeah, yeah we, were, we were down to about 20. 21 degrees Celsius today here. It was a beautiful day. I mean, I, I get to school early and open up the windows and I have a, I have a door that opens up to my parking lot right out, you know, right outside my classroom. So I put the fan in the door and blow in the cool air to cool off my classroom because my, my classroom is typically like the Goldilocks room. It's either too hot or too cold. It's never just right. Like the old uh, Goldilocks and the three bears story. Well, Mick, Hey man, have a great week. I, uh, I, Love talking to you. This is a this is a great deal of fun, and uh, I'm looking forward to sitting down with you again next week. And we'll see who the Swans and the Cats are playing, because it could be it. Yeah, this is going to be a terrific weekend of football. Absolutely, and I'll be keeping an eye on the players that put their mouth guard in their sock when they kick for goal, because it's unnecessary, filthy, and it drives me nuts. <laughs> so uh, have a great weekend, mate. And I hope you are right with your picks. And I hope I am wrong. See you later, man. There you go. Cheers, Mick. So, folks, again, look out for one another. I appreciate the kind words and your support. And as always, may your dribble kick never, ever hit that post. I will catch you later. <laughs>